0: Further existence. In rare cases, a remote solar system is oriented so that its planets pass between their Sun and Earth, an event known as a transit. During a transit, the star temporarily dims as a planet blocks some of its light. Transits are powerful tools. Not only can they help reveal a planet's density, a way to distinguish gas planets from solid ones but they also can allow astronomers to inventory the molecules floating in an exoplanet's atmosphere. During a transit, molecules in the planet's atmosphere absorb certain wavelengths of the star's light, leaving a chemical fingerprint. By deciphering that fingerprint, researchers can deduce the chemical makeup of an alien world. Astronomers so far have used the transit technique primarily with space-based telescopes, such as the Hubble Space Telescope, to investigate the atmospheres of more than 50 exoplanets, most of them worlds the size of Jupiter and Neptune. The puffy atmospheres of giant planets are easier to detect than the relatively slim atmospheres of small rocky worlds, As tools have improved, researchers have started to check out super-Earths, planets that are smaller than Neptune but larger than ours. Though no such planets exist in our solar system, they appear to be one of the most common types in the galaxy. Only three super-Earths have come under telescope scrutiny so far. GJ 1214b, HD 97658b, and 55 Cancri e. These worlds are nothing like Earth. Two of them orbit dim red suns. All of them whip around their stars in a few days, or even hours, and none are in the coveted Habitable Zone, the region around a star where a planet's temperatures are just right for liquid water. Around GJ 1214 b and HD 97658 b, Astronomers found no signs of molecules absorbing starlight, leading researchers to conclude that both worlds are blanketed in clouds or haze. In February, researchers reported signs of hydrogen cyanide on 55 Cancri e. If confirmed, it would be the first detection of any molecule in the atmosphere of a super-Earth. These are very challenging measurements, at the limit of the Hubble Space Telescope's capabilities, cautions Heather Knutson, an astrophysicist at Caltech. We're still learning about the performance of the telescope at this level of precision. Astronomers will undoubtedly try to squeeze more information out of similar worlds, but, says Kevin France, an astrophysicist at the University of Colorado Boulder, We've pushed Hubble about as far as we can, and Hubble won't be around forever. To continue sniffing around in exoplanet atmospheres, researchers are looking toward Hubble's successor, the James Webb Space Telescope. James Webb's going to be a revolution in astronomy, says Jonathan Lunine, an astrophysicist at Cornell University. The infrared observatory boasts a mirror 2.7 times as wide as Hubble's, James Webb will seek out the first generation of stars, track how galaxies grow, and, most relevant to the search for life, poke around in planetary atmospheres. Analyzing the atmospheres of planets the size of Neptune and Jupiter should be a breeze for James Webb. These large planets block enough light to make transits readily detectable, and the fluffy atmospheres are easier to measure. Super-Earths, which are smaller with thin atmospheres, are more challenging, but James Webb should be able to investigate a few. Although replicas of Earth are beyond even James Webb's capabilities, there will be plenty for the observatory to do. Even if we can't get biosignatures on planets the size of Earth, we're going to find out so much about the nature of exoplanets, Lunine says, it's going to open up a huge number of doors. The trouble with an Earth-like world is that it doesn't transit often, and both the planet and its atmosphere are tiny. It's the same kind of problem an alien group would experience trying to detect us. When viewed from afar, Earth blocks less than 0.01% of the sun.